In just 48 hours, TopTel can provide the world-class AI and tech experts you need to optimize your business and stay competitive in 2024 and beyond. To get started, visit TopTel.com. That's T-O-P-T-A-L.com. Coming up on Money Beats, look at your week ahead. Big economic calendar, big earnings calendar. On Friday, GDP. And throughout the week, earnings, Apple, Amazon, Twitter, Tesla, auto companies, consumer products companies, energy companies. Big, big week for earnings. We're going to give you uh, your preview. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, podcast fans. Welcome to Money Beat. Welcome to Your Week Ahead. This is where we take a look at the economic calendar, the data calendar for the upcoming week. Paul and Steve here in the studio with our uh, dear friend, ahead of the tape colonist, Stephen Russolillo. Thanks for having me. And from D.C., from our economics team, Will Malden. Will, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, We are very happy to have you because I know you're going to bring listeners, Will, right? I'm going to bring all the listeners you need. You've got a huge following, and you're going to bring them to our humble podcast. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about, you know what we're going to do? Grocer and I always have this issue. I like to kind of, you know, I like to start off slow and lead up to the big event of the week. But I'm going to reverse reverse it this week, (laughs) Grocer. Okay, good, because you're killing me. I know, I know. So the big event this week, uh, Will, unless I'm wrong, comes Friday morning when we get our first look at third quarter GDP. That's right. We're going to get our first look at the third quarter GDP. And, uh, you know, we only had 1.1% growth in the first half of the year. Right. Pretty anemic. Um, Now we're expecting it to be as high as 2.5% for the third quarter. Sounds great, right? Sounds like enough to keep the incumbent party in power. But in fact, that could be a little bit misleading because trade and inventories have been pretty high, Mm -hmm. whereas the really core parts of the economy, the real kind of diesel engine, business investment and consumer spending haven't been that impressive. Yeah. And and as inventories especially, I mean, inventories tend to be, uh, you know, you you get it in one quarter, you give it back in the next quarter. I mean, that's not really a, a sustainable thing, is it? That's right. And, and trade is also pretty volatile. I yeah. mean, I cover trade policy and, you know, soybeans exports have been have been pleasing everyone this year, but it's not really going to keep the entire U.S. economy running. I mean, you know, there's a great soybean crop here and there's a bad soybean crop in Brazil and other places um, that's helping, you know, exports of goods. And that's helping, um, you know, keep U.S. net exports from not looking so bad, but it's not the kind of thing. Uh, the U.S. is not quite that much of a of a of a trade-driven economy where that's going to make a difference. Right. Well, and also, I mean, you mentioned the first half was weak. We all know that the last three quarters have been weak. Uh, you get even if you got two point five, even if it made match the estimates, no one's really predicting the numbers for the fourth quarter. Don't look very good. The the estimates. So you're really starting to put together all of you know, looking at all of 2016. And is this one quarter going to be enough to kind of make the entire year look better? I think that's a big question. No, that's a big question. And what's the new normal level of growth? I mean, we heard Donald Trump the other day saying that Hillary Clinton presidency would bring negative growth, which we're not that far away from some quarters, yeah. and where he could bring 5 or 6% growth. Um, I don't think uh, any economist would believe that there could be that much of a difference just based on the, the change of who's in the White House. But 
that it, that points out that it is an election issue. The state of the economy is really important um, to, you know, pundits and policymakers and lawmakers in Washington, but also to voters around the world. People aren't feeling the uh, the the comfort or the reassurance that they do normally in a recovery that's been going this far. At least that's what the polls tell us. On the other hand, consumer confidence was pretty good last month, and and it could be pretty good this month. That's, I mean, I guess that's really the big question. As you look, the markets tend to ignore GDP or largely ignore GDP just because it's backwards looking. But if this number misses and in a, to the downside, I mean, that's going to make some headlines, and you wonder if that's real. That might have an impact on yeah. you know the election. I, I you know I, I would be surprised if it did have much of an impact, yeah. but you never know. I, I don't know if I would expect any impact on the election. But, I mean, look, the Atlanta Fed's GDP tracker is low. Yeah. Uh, you're shaking your head. Well, I was going to point out, though, just about economic data having an impact on election or the feeling of an election. And, Steve, you went back. I mean, I remember we were covering this a few years ago to the Chicago guys, you know, 2012 uh, jobs report when the number came in, you know, much higher than people had expected. And, uh, you know, that did sort of change the moon and tenor of attacking the economy. It's true. And I, I mean, Will brings up a great point, too, just talking about these consumer confidence surveys. And it's, you know, I don't want to get too political on this survey, but you hear one political candidate talking about how horrible the economy is. And that, and yet you look at a lot of these consumer confidence surveys that say, well, actually, people are actually pretty confident. Their confidence levels are well above average, well above average, and even in expansionary times. And so, listen, getting back to the GDP question, though, I mean, this has been one of the weakest and will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's if if not one of the weakest, it might be the weakest uh, economic expansion that we've seen in terms of actual GDP growth. That's in, right, at least since uh, since World, World War II yeah. in the post-war era. But but at the same time, though, it just keeps going. So mathematically, I mean, this recovery is longer than average at this point. So statistically speaking, we will probably have some type of recession in the next presidency, no matter who gets elected, just because that's just how cycles work at mm-hmm. this point. I know. I mean, it's been every seven years, so we're, we're past the average. Right, now, exactly. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean much, but you're right. It seems like we're getting due. Right, yeah. exactly. And, of course, the other thing to look for for voters is how much of that is coming to me, the voter. At, you know, uh, we had information on data on 2015 real incomes <laughs> that showed gains, which would seem to suggest that the same party could keep the presidency. On the other hand, and they were big gains as well, it wasn't spread equally. Um, people outside of metropolitan areas, rural voters, got no real income gains. And people in cities got a bigger one. Um, non-citizens got arguably the biggest um, hmm. bump to incomes uh, of any. So, you know, figure out what that means politically. Yeah. And then, Will, what else is on the calendar this week? Well, we've got uh, some overseas We've got some overseas GDP from the U.K., which should be interesting. Third quarter GDP in the U.K. following their Brexit vote. And uh, everybody's watching them right now with the, you know, with the pound mm-hmm. falling. Um, France and Spain also have GDP. And then the uh, European Central Bank has uh, – it's unclear so far when they're going to sort of – when they're going to sort of change or figure out what to do about their monetary easing program. The, the deadline's not to December – you know, the last press conference was a little bit confusing. So that's that's two things overseas. Of course, we also have trade numbers in the U.S., as I, as I mentioned. Um, durable, that's on Wednesday. Durable goods are on Thursday. New home sales on, on Wednesday. 
PMI, Manufacturing PMI Monday, and a couple of Fed speeches ahead of their quiet period on Monday. I believe we have uh, uh, two uh, Fed officials talking monetary policy. Yeah. And then uh, to that, I would add, uh, within the Durable Goods Report, which you mentioned on Thursday morning, you know, always keep a, keep an eye out for uh, the numbers on business spending. Right. Right. Which is they've been particularly weak of late. Right. And they're particularly critical. It's like you said in the beginning, Will. I mean, the, the economy needs business spending. You need you need companies trying to expand their businesses, expand their their sales bases. So that's a big one. And the other one, one that I like, it's not a major indicator. Monday morning, Chicago Fed's National Activity Index comes out. You love uh, this one. Paul. I love this one. Love I love it. Love I just it. it is a nice snapshot of where the economy is and the momentum within the economy. Uh, I think there's a couple of these sort of regional Fed indexes like this that are worth looking at. But Chicago Fed National Activity at 8:30 a.m. That's a good one to look out for. Uh, anything else? Are you going to be there at 8:30 a.m. for that one? Well, I won't be in Chicago. <laughs> But watch tw- Paul's Twitter feed. He'll be all over that one. Assuming the internet is up on the Monday. I know right. I know what the first post uh, Paul will be doing, actually, Monday morning. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm actually... I'm actually most interested in, in, in the pound and the GDP. Yeah. I mean, like, I think... I mean, that, I think, is actually an interesting story. Um, you know, is Britain going to fall into recession? How is Brexit right. falling out? And will the slide in the pound continue? It sort of has been, you know, the, the precipitous fall stalled a little bit this week but you know it could reignite if the number yeah no all right let's uh let's take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about earnings massive earnings calendar coming up so stay stay tuned if your business needs a new application then developers will have to write code a lot of code if an application needs to be modernized then you'll need time resources and caffeine If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Hi, this is Paul Gigo, host of the Potomac Watch podcast. Join me and my colleagues every week as we dissect all of the latest happenings in Washington and on the campaign trail. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Google Play Music app. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Talked about the economic calendar. Now let's turn to earnings because the earnings calendar is fat this week. Um, it is very fat. Yeah, I was putting together the, the evening Money Beat, the newsletter, and we always have a little calendar in there. And, and I was just getting tired just looking at the earnings calendar. And it's I mean, funny, every every earnings season, you get about one or two weeks like this, yeah. where right. it's just like, it's well, stuck this, this is This is the heart of earnings but, season. Yeah. But what's, you know, we, we have Exxon, Mobile, Chevron, I mean, you know, Conoco, Anheuser-Busch, Phillips, yeah, DuPont, uh, Eli Lilly, I mean, it just goes on and on, Lockheed. Yeah, well, um, so yeah, I mean, you have it's general uh, dynamics, a lot of energy so. companies, a lot of consumer products. You're going to have Kimberly Clark, Procter and Gamble, 3M. You know, so a lot you of companies, Google, Amazon. Well, we were going to yeah. get to tech. I mean, yeah. So you have a lot of you know consumer products companies that'll give you a look into you the economy, you have energy <laughs> companies, right? And a, 
a lot of tech companies. Right, right. And so really, actually, so kicking off the week will be Visa on Monday. And yeah. actually, Monday, that, that'll be pretty interesting, especially considering the CEO just announced yes. he's stepping down uh, for family reasons. Whenever you hear family reasons, you think to yourself, oh, maybe there's something else to the story. But, but it, with this one, there might not be. It sounded like she really meant it's, it. Yeah, it yeah. sounded like the CEO or really, he, he, he really he. meant it. Yeah, and uh you know, he said that he just can't spend as much time in San Francisco as right. the job entails, and so and the company backed that up. So it seems like that's the same legit. The, the, the well, I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, in fact, if you looked at the performance of the company and the shares, it, it sort of makes sense. I mean, this was this is a company that out, had outperformed the S and P. Have you a looked lot. at the the stock chart? I mean, yeah. it is just unbelievable. So since Visa went public, public again yeah. in March of '08, it's risen. Almost 25% on an annual basis, on a wow. compounded annual basis, which is just staggering if you think about well, it. This especially is a considering company. the timing of it. And the timing of it, right. yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, this isn't the typical sort of scenario where you see a, a CEO pushed out. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you have Visa on Monday, and then really the big ones that I'll be looking at, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Apple on Tuesday, right. Tesla on Wednesday, right. And Alphabet, Google Parent, Alphabet on on Thursday. So th- there's another on Thursday that I think we're all missing. Deutsche Bank. Oh, Deutsche. They Bank. were on yes. my list. Yes. They were on my list. I mean, I, that is that is a yes. Uh, you know, a bank that was struggling mightily continues to struggle. I don't want to say it's outside of, of the woods yet. Yeah. I mean, in any way, but its share price has rebounded. Uh, you know, recently. Um, but that was a company that a lot of people were were, were seriously worried about. I mean, they're talking bailout, um, you know, um, and all that stuff. And Merkel, I mean, you know, because right. they would look like hypocrites in Germany if they bailed oh, out. Oh, they Deutsche looked Bank. like massive. But massive. Like, this was something that yeah. everyone was paying attention to, and it is too big to fail. I mean, like, and, you know. and now you'll get a look to see just how that's affected the business. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, this week, auto companies. GM, yes. Ford, Fiat, Chrysler—they'll all be out this week. Twitter, oh Twitter, Twitter is oh. on the calendar for this week. You know, I gotta tell you, Paul, I have been watching some of the Thursday night games on Twitter. Yes, and I really like it. Love them, love them. Yeah, I have to. Admit, I, I agree with you. I think it's it a works. great user experience. Right. It works. I've been watching it mostly just on my iPhone. Uh, Friend was saying that he watches that on the iPad, and I actually right. think it would be better on a on a bigger screen. Oh, then of course, you, yeah, yeah. But I, either way, though, I mean, it's just you don't been... get the Google Chrome and like send it to your TV. Well, yeah, that's that's really what I should do. I, I don't because I mean that. That's yeah. what well, I do. Well, why don't you just well? Are you a cable cutter? I have cable. So then, just watch it on your TV. Well, no, this, on... this is what I, the, re, the reason I brought this up, and you make a good point because that the Thursday night game is a, is a national game. It's on regular it's TV. On TV. Yeah. However, I I get the Sunday ticket, but I only get it. Um, I don't have Direct TV. I get it through the mobile app. So I get it on my phone. I get it on my iPad. I use Google Chrome. Send it, it to my like TV. Oh, get yeah, to watch all my games. It's all right. Before we get before a this wonderful becomes, service. Before this becomes a, a sports podcast. Well, hold on, but, but no, but but Twitter but, though. Okay. There has to be a way that they can use this great user experience and spread it to other aspects of what Twitter is doing. I mean, this is – I think if they can do this right with live other live events, it's amazing to me. I mean, I think – Well, you know, the issue isn't even can they do it. They can do it. Can they make money off it? Can they make enough money off it? We have to even step back further with Twitter. Twitter is – are they going to ever have effective management? 
I mean, well, this, yeah. is well, the, yes, this is that's the problem too, right. of that company. Right. It reminds me very much of Yahoo, which went through you know CEO change after CEO right. change after CEO change, and you know you, what you need is effective manager in that company to get you know the the drain recently too of you know of talent from that company and all that. It is hard. To think that you know that's not the biggest it, issue. It's a shame yeah, because no, a I, point. I love the service. Just wish that, wish somebody they, could figure exactly. out what it really wants to be when it grows up. <laughs> uh, you know, another one we mentioned these. I think all of them. But I was thinking about it when I was on the calendar. So, at a tech, you have Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet all this week, and I was thinking like that should there's, there needs to be a nickname for that. Three massive tech companies, all with the letter A. Is that is that triple A? Is that the triple A? The new triple A. The new triple A. Yeah. Yeah. Is that catchy? It's not as catchy as Fang. Uh, right? No, it's not. Yeah. But I mean, it's got to be. There's already a triple A. There's already a triple. I know. Yeah. Well, it's a playoff. No, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. No. There's got. All right. Well, we'll have to think about it. But there's got to be something. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet. Bang, bang, bang. Triple A. No. What do you think for? What do you think for any of them? A- Apple is uh, interesting in the sense that uh, all these companies there look, they bring in a lot of money. Apple, total cash cow, right? I mean, billions of dollars they will turn out in profit in just three months, and nobody will care. And that stock struggled for so right. long up until its most recent earnings report three months yeah. ago, and then has been on a tear ever since. The, the, well, uh, no, it was, it was since the product launch. I mean, the product launch, what you saw, it wasn't actually the pro- the product launch. What it was was once it came, like, the orders and stuff like that, you know, seemed to be, you know, doing better than people had expected. And people were very concerned because Apple hadn't come out with a real redesigned iPhone. And let's face it, the iPhone is what drives much of, you know, Apple's uh, top and bottom line. Two-thirds of its revenue. Yeah. That without, um, you know, and like Apple had sort of done this every two years or, you know, they'd revamp the iPhone and get a big juice mm-hmm. and, you know, sales would explode for four quarters and then the next year wouldn't have a hard time matching up and then come out with a new one. This year, this time they didn't really revamp it, but the sales still seem to be very strong. The other thing is- And that, we'll find out more about that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, with with, with Amazon- you know, they seem to be for years. The argument with them was always, well, they can just flip a switch whenever they want and turn it. And, and it seems like, especially with with Amazon Web Services, they're starting to do that. So that that's kind of well, the it's thing not. To, I mean, that wasn't even a switch. I mean, I think Amazon well, almost like stumbled into right. this gold mine just, yeah, that is proving to be yes. just that. Well, yeah. it's fascinating. And you wrote ahead of a tape yeah. about that. Well, what's really interesting is, and we saw with Microsoft's results this past week, was that uh, how well Microsoft is doing in the cloud. But an interesting fa- an interesting data point yeah. in our journal story about this was that uh, it's estimated that Amazon has about 31% of the – AWS has 31% of the enterprise cloud market. So they are by far the leader. Uh, Microsoft is second at about 11%. So, you know, Amazon is about triple the size of what right. uh, of what Microsoft is, which is just staggering. It's stunning. And th- this is what's making them profitable. Making them very profitable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's surprising how, li- you know, that they have such a big size given, you know, Google's trying to get into this now, Facebook, you know, everyone's sort of trying to get into this business. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's, I think, everything. No, I, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see the energy companies at the end of the week, well, the yeah. Exxon and the Chevrons. And I mean, you know, Exxon and uh, is re- revenue and profits have been going. I mean, they are lower than they were before the merger in 1998. Like that, that is, is stunning. stunning. Right? That is stunning. Yeah. I mean, and 
you know, oil and, you know, gas prices have stabilized. I mean, you know, the price of oil has been, you know, basically trading around 40 or 50 for that uh, the last quarter. You know, so it'll be interesting to sort of see if they're making a bump up. Yeah. And we all know, as we've talked about, I mean, energy companies have completely wiped out the S&P 500 earnings. Um, and it, they're not going to recover strongly until energy recovers. And we'll get good. And along those lines, we'll get good indication of whether this earnings recession that we've been in now for the past four or five quarters. Five quarters. Five quarters. Right. Uh, whether yeah. it's over or not, I mean, it's going to be a close call. I think. It's be a close call. I think the numbers. I was looking at them just just today. I think right now, before this up, upcoming week, obviously, uh, earnings are down collectively zero point three percent. So still negative. Well, but so not as no, much as depends, they, people depends, thought. It depends who you're you're using. Okay. Well, because I read that you, is worse. I think. Yeah, that yeah, is worse. Number. If you use uh, Thomson Reuters, um, we crossed into positive territory uh, on Wednesday as our morning money beat uh, looked at. Um, morning money beat plug. Exactly. Um, but no, we we cross into positive territory. What's interesting? I mean, I think there are two trends. Like the beats are not by a lot. Like they're smaller beats. But they're still beating, and you know, and it was. It's still seventy percent of companies are beating, and as long as I think that trend holds through, that we should be able to move into positive territory. Yeah. Um, by right. the end of the quarter. Well, big week, big week, big week. Let's leave it there, everyone. As always, we love the fact that you come and listen. We're happy to share this time with you, and have a great. Uh, well, depending upon when you listen to this, have a great weekend or week, and we will catch up with you very soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how they may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise.